There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. We've got some really entitled parents to cover, like our first story from Cat23001. Entitled parents demand I make couples stop kissing in restaurant. I work at an American-style restaurant. Food like burgers, chicken wings, chicken tenders, etc. While we do have a small bar, it's more of a family-style type restaurant than a pub style of restaurant. I've worked at this restaurant for about six years, and I've had my fair share of entitled customers. This weekend, I had one of the worst families come in. They were celebrating a birthday and the party size was 18, with both kids and adults. The grandmother and grandfather were there, as well as the parents of the kids. The kids were all either cousins or siblings, and the birthday kid had a few friends. This wasn't a catering event, and we have large parties like this all the time. They were in the middle of one of the rooms, for lack of a better word, and there were booths on multiple sides of them. In one of the booths near the windows, there was this couple. They were teens, both 14. i just finished student teaching and I knew the kids. They had separate periods, but both kids seemed like good kids. The boy's a football player, he's very smart and gets good grades. I'm going into history education, and the teacher I was student teaching for is very much in the model of giving kids freedom on what they do. So most units ended in a project where they could do a slideshow, essay, video, research paper, etc. about a topic in the era, i.e. the Dust Bowl in the 30s, the stock market crash in the 30s, redlining in the 50s. She also loved more creative projects, like one talking about how protest music was used in various eras. This boy always did his about sports, and how they were affected by politics. He knows everything about the history of sports, especially American football. It's insane. The girl's a sweet girl, she's always at his games, she's very friendly, and while never showing intense interest in any topic, she's also a smart kid with a lot of potential. The boy was in his outfit, he had just finished practice. Him and his girlfriend weren't bothering anyone and were talking to each other. I ended up talking a bit to them, just because they wanted to talk to me, and I think the boy liked talking to me because I was a young male figure who he could relate to. The family that was there was rude to begin with, and the little kids were acting up a bit, but they weren't being too bad. However, when one of the parents of one of the kids saw the boy and girl kissing, they had an issue with it. The mother of the kids asked me to tell the kids to stop kissing. When I told her I wouldn't do that, she got increasingly upset at me. I told them there were no rules against kissing your loved one in our restaurant, because there aren't. The mother proceeds to insist it's inappropriate for her kids and nieces and nephews to see that since their toddlers were there. There were also older kids, and how those kids should keep it to themselves. When I again told her there was nothing I could do, she went over to the kids and tried to get them to stop. I was also getting dirty looks from the other adults in their party. This woman storms up to them and tells them to stop kissing because there's kids around. They politely ask her to go away, and she refuses. She then notices the boy had painted nails and went on about how disgusting it was. At this point, the boy looked like he was about to punch her, so we had multiple staff members come over to try and de-escalate the situation. 
We told her we would get the owner, and the other parents in the party started complaining about how we were being ridiculous and how they should sue the restaurant for indecent exposure. The owner comes and tries to get her to calm down, but she's still going on with her think of the children rant. She had to be brought into a separate part of the restaurant to be talked to. We waited until the kids were done eating to bring her back. After they left, we banned the parents from the restaurant for the foreseeable future. Honestly, I'm kind of curious, in your guys' honest opinions, is it overly inappropriate when you're at a restaurant to be kissing your loved one? I'm not talking like a peck or just, you know, a normal kiss, but like, you know, really actually kissing. Is it just too much at a public restaurant? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Coca-Cola. After I was in the hospital for endometriosis and fibroids, my parents threatened my aunt and me because I don't want to drop charges against them. I passed out over the weekend, and my cousin and our neighbor took me to the hospital. The pain got really bad and I'd wrapped myself up in a blanket on the couch. I was bleeding so heavily that I had bled through the blanket. My cousin noticed it and woke me. I sat up and I was going to get up to go to the bathroom, but my cousin said I passed out. We eventually found out I don't only have cysts, I have endometriosis and I have fibroids. And I'm anemic. I'm kind of scared. The good news is my mom hasn't actually taken me off of her insurance. She called my aunt supposedly to check on me, but she said that she was only going to take me off of her insurance because she thought that my aunt had put me on hers. And it was time to update her insurance at her job so she could have me removed, but she loves me so she didn't. She said she and my dad are back together, and they're a family again, and I can come home and be a part of it. She said, didn't I want to see my brother and sister again? And that hurt. She also said that she would leave me on her insurance and give me all of the information I need for college if I would just talk to her and my dad. I had just gotten out of the hospital and the pain was starting to come back at this point. I just didn't feel like talking so I asked my aunt to hang up and tell them I didn't feel like talking. My aunt hung up but another number we didn't know called back and we could hear my mom asking my dad to calm down. And then my dad told my aunt she needed to talk to me because we both know that he won't have a problem showing us that there's consequences for our actions. He said he was going to press charges against us for making false reports, slander, and theft. He said that he knew that the bank had given the money he stole from me back to me, so I had no right to tell the cops about him stealing from me. He said he was going to tell my aunt's landlords about how many people live with her and report her for child endangerment and call her job. My mom got on the phone and said he's just drunk and his feelings are hurt, but we hung up. Everything he said is awful and messed up, but the thing about my bank is just weird because I never got the hundreds of dollars he stole from me back. But the stuff he said to my aunt really hurt because he's trying to punish her for loving me. He's threatening her and my cousin's home and stability. And that's really horrible because my aunt isn't even working right now because of her own health issues. I called the police. They're not supposed to be contacting us at all, especially saying or offering things to encourage me to drop charges. On Wednesday, I filed for an injunction, which is a restraining order. I don't want anything to do with either of them. I'm so ashamed. They'd been calling from random numbers. If they contact me or my aunt again, I'm calling the police. I told my aunt I don't want to talk to either of them under any circumstances. It hurts either way, but it's easier to think of them as people who stole my identity and kept harassing me than as my mom and dad. I have another appointment scheduled. I don't like the medication they gave me. 
It takes away some of the pain, but it makes me nauseous and lightheaded and really drowsy. I don't think there's any point in taking it if I'm going to throw it back up. So right now I'm curled up on the couch again. I'm still in a lot of pain and I'm still bleeding really heavy. I'm upset because maybe it wouldn't have gotten this severe if my mom would have let me be treated when I was younger. We have to go over treatment options like ablation or an IUD. I'm kind of scared but I'm staying positive and I want to make sure that I make the best decision. I'm going to continue to try and repair my credit. I thought that since I can't receive food assistance while the state's investigating my dad for receiving food assistance in my name that I couldn't receive any type of assistance from the state. But I'll look into whether or not I can. I don't want any connection to my parents, so if I can have my own insurance it's probably for the best. Our neighbor said that he'll try to work something out with us to fix my aunt's car. My aunt said the price he gave her is really generous. My cousin's cousin on their dad's side said that he'll see if he can help or give me any advice about applying to college and getting financial aid without my mom's information. He said he'll also help me and my cousin look for apartments and see if we can find some specials. I'm bummed about work. I haven't been back to work yet. I've been too sick. Going to try to go in tomorrow. I'm going to keep trying. I don't want what my parents are doing to affect the rest of my life. I'm so glad that I have my aunt and my cousins and we all really love each other. My dad had better not try to do any of those things he said. It's one thing to hurt me, but if they hurt my aunt and my cousins, I will never forgive them. I'm staying positive, I feel a little better, and I'm still trying to make something out of my life. I want to try to have a good life. I really want to go to college. If anyone has any advice about college, financial aid, college life in general, I'd love to hear it. So kind of the precursor to this story is basically that their parents went and stole OP's identity, used that to get loans or used it to make purchases, get a credit card in their name, etc. And even were trying to deny OP from seeing a doctor about how bad their periods were. So it sucks to see them continue to try to have a stranglehold on OP's entire existence and what they can and can't do. But thankfully, it seems like OP surrounded themselves with people that are trying to look out for them and hopefully things will look up for them and just get better like OP deserves. Also, if you're enjoying stories like these, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss my daily videos. They're chocked full of hard-hitting stories like this next one from Mike Allison Gamer. Cousin tried to steal my dead dog's toys for her precious baby. So for context, I, male 16, lost my dog of nearly 14 years earlier this week. This was incredibly painful, but it was also something that I knew was going to happen as my dog developed a cancerous tumor late last year. Despite this, I was in no way ready for him to go. Now, on to the incident. Today, one of my cousins came round with her two-year-old son to see my parents. I should also note that her son is obsessed with dinosaurs, as in anything he sees that's relating to dinosaurs, he has to have, even if it's not his, as his mother has the attitude of, my baby boy deserves everything and everyone should give him everything, no questions asked. Here's where the problem starts. Since my dog's passing, I've kept all of his stuff, bed, toys, blankets, etc., in my room as I'm just not ready to let go of anything yet. Among my dog's stuff is a dinosaur toy, which admittedly wasn't a dog toy when it was bought, but was used as such nonetheless. So at some point, my cousin's kid, he isn't really an entitled kid, he's only two after all, comes into my room to see me, and pretty much as soon as he opens the door, he sees the dino toy in my bed and grabs it and starts yelling, mine, mine, mine. 
At this, I quickly tried to explain to him as best as I could that it wasn't his and at the same time took the toy off him and put it on my desk out of reach. Well, this just set him off and he started screaming, which naturally made all the adults come running up to see what was the matter. I explained the situation to my mom, who obviously understood the situation, but my cousin on the other hand started yelling about how dare I snatch the toy away from her baby and how I should give it to him to make it up to him for making him cry. I said no way, as the toy has sentimental value to me and I have no reason to give it to him. At this, she grabbed her son and stormed out of the house, but not before smashing a photo of my dog that I had on my shelf as she left my room. She's since been messaging the family group chats to badmouth me for being mean to her baby boy. While I'm sure this is a very healthy reaction and not one that's going to become something very contentious, lord help anyone that has to deal with a spoiled brat like that that grows up, I feel like if you give in to that behavior at 2 years old, you're gonna be in it for the long run with that kind of behavior. Our next story is by an anonymous poster, entitled parent tried to steal my borrowed book for his son. So, to add some context, yesterday, I, 15-year-old male, was leaving the library and walking through a cheese fair holding a book. And because I was a bit far from my house, I decided to walk fast as I usually do. During my journey, I accidentally bump into someone around my age, who, like everyone in the subreddit does, I'll call Entitled Kid. I said, oh, I'm really sorry. Entitled Kid said, oh, it's okay, starts smiling with a smile that seemed genuine and said, is that the very tot? Truth in Catalan and the name of the book I borrowed from the library. Book? I said, um, yes. The entitled kid said, may I have a look? I didn't want to give it to him, but since I'm really shy and always care about what people think about me, I decided to be as kind as possible and hand it to him. Stupid mistake. The entitled kid said, oh wow, this is the book I'm dying to read. Would you mind letting me read it first? I said, I'm sorry, but I was planning to read it. They said, please, it's just a book, I'll return it later. Me starting to get annoyed but remained calm. I have to go right now, may I have my book back? The kid said, now with a 180 degree turn, no, I'll read it and you can't do anything about it. Then he started running away to his mother's, entitled mother's car, and I know since the entitled kid called the woman in the driver's seat mom. I chased him in a panic state. Luckily I was faster and caught up to him before he could enter the car and was able to snatch the book from his hands. But unsurprisingly, he started screaming that I stole his book, and that caught the attention of everyone, including Entitled Mother. Entitled Mother stepping out of the car said, How dare you steal my child's book? I said, No, he stole it, and I took it back. The kid said, No, he's lying. Entitled Mother said, Give it back, or I'm calling the police. At this point, some bystanders come and try to intervene. Bystander 1 says, What's going on? Entitled Mother said, he stole my son's book. I say, no, they stole it from me. The Entitled Kid now crying said, please just give it back. Bystander 1 says, just give the book back, talking to me. I say, here, this is my library card. I show my library card and say, do you believe me now? Bystander 2 says, I guess you're right. Entitled Mother said, and you even stole my son's library card. Give it back. And tries to snatch my library card, but I dodge her grip. I say, excuse me? First you try to steal this borrowed book, and now you're claiming that this is your son's possession too? Look, and I show my phone, this is my WhatsApp account, and this is the exact same name on the card. 
After that, the bystanders start to believe me and dismiss entitled mother and entitled kid's new claims that I slapped his child and leave, while I do the same without skipping a beat. After that, I made sure to always hide my possessions when going outside to avoid any similar situations, but it still baffles me how surreal that experience was. As a person that's been shy all my life, it's kind of funny because I imagine myself being in that same situation. I guess the only plus for me is the only things I read are Reddit stories and I don't go to the library. Therefore, no snotty-nosed kids are going to be trying to steal my books. Our next story is by NoSyllabub4264 and told me to kill my dangerous baby bunny. Long ago, probably at 20 to 22 years old, when raising farm animals as pets, I bought a young Angora rabbit male, only a few months old. He was adorable, but the breeder hadn't trained him for handling, so when trimming his fur for the first time, he got frightened and kicked the mini shears. It was completely my fault. I didn't let him inspect and sniff the shears, but there's a limit between being close and feeling it cutting your fur. As he hit the shears away with his hind leg, the tip of them happened to make it hard hit into my hand. So hard that I couldn't bend my middle finger. I called my mom after taking my little bunny to his cage and cottage. I was worried about my hand. The joint in my finger felt stiff. The whole finger started to swell. My mom said I better get to a doctor. She lived half an hour drive away right next to the hospital and ER without a driver's license. I had no car and the nearest doctor's office was 6 kilometers away and closed for the day. My mom called to my entitled aunt and I just wanted to get this over with. Even I really can't stand the person. My aunt arrived shortly after and I just hoped it would be a silent travel. It wasn't. I can't remember exactly what was said, it's been years ago. My aunt asked what happened. I explained the situation. She went from worried to angry in mere seconds. She told me that an aggressive animal should be put down. I tried to tell her it was a simple accident, mostly my own fault, but she never listened. I had to listen over and over again how I was stupid and having dangerous rabbit animals that attack humans, my life choices are BS, my studies are BS, and I clearly wasn't fit to have pets. The ride to the nearest open doctor was half an hour. My finger was okay, joint was a bit bruised but not seriously hurt and would recover fully with a few days rest. I explained what happened, and the doctor marked it as an accident. Never called my bunny a rabbit animal. I didn't talk to my aunt on the ride back home. Didn't keep her quiet anyway. I thanked her when getting out of the car, but it was hard to forget her yelling at me yet again. This wasn't the first time, nor the last. My aunt has a history of asking nicely what I've been up to, then telling me how I'm stupid and how my choices are unreasonably useless. She was always screaming at me, pointing out every single mistake I ever made from a toddler to an adult. I can't remember one single time she was kind to me without lashing out right after. Now I'm no contact with her and went through therapy for many reasons, my aunt being one of the biggest. About Angora rabbits, their fur has to be trimmed and cared regularly to keep the animal healthy. Thus they have to be trained about handling when they're young, ideally making the process a nice pampering thing. My bunny came from a breeder with a good reputation, but was scared of any shears or scissors. I assume he was simply sensitive and easily frightened, definitely not aggressive. Honestly, this entitled aunt could have told you about her concerns where the bunny would go and physically pick up the shears and start trying to threaten you with them, and that would make as much sense as anything else she was complaining about. 
At least they were nice enough to drive you. This next story is by Oasis Pacis 10. Mom likes to act like I made up my PTSD diagnosis. Hey y'all, since it seems everyone's sharing stories of their possessive parents' craziness, I figured I'd share a bit about mine. So first off, I'd like to add a caveat that both of my parents are liars. So a lot of my young childhood, I'm really not sure how things went down and who I can trust. With that said, I've always been told that my parents got divorced when I was three. That part is for sure, because my dad was physically, verbally, and mentally abusing my family. I've also been told he never got physical with me, other than pushing me down because he saw me as a baby, but he did get physical with my older brother, who is about three years older than me. Main point of this backstory is that clearly my brain was already going to have some issues dealing with that kind of crap from a very young age. After they divorced, my mom got super controlling about everything, very avoidant to her parental responsibilities, and drank most of the time. Most of my childhood, there were large groups of people partying, playing pool, drinking, and smoking weed in a side room. I didn't know this part till I got older. Most nights, if my mom was home, I had a stepdad who was super great and really cared about me, but without controlling and prone to snapping on people as my mom is, he always went with the they're not my kids route when it came to most things. He also passed on his own accord when I was in middle school and blamed my mom in his note. My mom was great at making me and my brother take care of ourselves. Things like me having to cook most of our meals for a few years, being responsible for all the household chores, and being her therapist almost at times. Especially when she was super drunk and crying about how much she hates herself and starts talking about ending things. Punishments were always super severe. She broke more than one wooden spoon spanking my brother for a single punishment so I ended up with a people-pleasing problem to try and avoid ever upsetting anyone. As soon as I hit 13, she stopped trying to be a mom and started being just a friend, basically. I smoked my first bowl with my mom, used to drink with my mom all the time, and moved out when I was 17 with basically no resistance. The last time I spent a lot of time with her, we got into a huge argument, and she tried to have my boyfriend, of several years and whose son I was currently pregnant with, arrested for arguing with her and started lying that he was threatening physical violence towards her. I saw the whole thing and was part of the argument. She was totally full of it, just doesn't like him. I cut off communication with her at that point and didn't see her again until I went to my brother's wedding. I had considered not going at all, but my brother had recently come out as trans, female to male, and was marrying a woman. My family is super homophobic and gave me heck when I came out as bi, so I felt I had to come and show my support. Well, I got caught in a small convo with my mom, and she made sure to mention that my brother told her I have complex PTSD from repeated childhood stress and trauma, and she went on about how BS that is. I made a quick statement about how the three psychologists and the psychiatrist I'd been talking to about it disagree and went to talk to my dad, who she really hates. Since then, I've heard from my brother that she talks crap about me and my boyfriend all the time and how much of a joke my diagnosis is. She's always been convinced that she can do no wrong, so I'm the bad guy to most of the family for cutting her off. She seems to be another parent that's convinced they're perfect and owed everything in the world. Life's been a lot better without her in it. Frankly, it sucks, and I think it can be very painful when it's your own parents, but some people are so just toxic to other people, especially their kids, 
then all you can do is go no contact and just try to make the most of what you got. Our next story is by the Weeb Queen 17. Bio father's angry I don't call him dad. I haven't spoken to him in 12 years. I, 18-year-old female, was abused by my biological father when I was 6 and my sister was 4. This was during the summer he got married to his now ex-wife, she's a darn witch, and she was a manipulative witch that groomed my sister into saying that my father was touching her so they could gain custody, divorce my bio father, and run off with my sister. That was her plan. I didn't get kidnapped, thankfully. Her plan was to run off with my sister after my bio dad gained custody. Thankfully, it didn't work. After my mom found out, my mom gave him a choice. Either sign away his rights or go to prison. Obviously, he chose to sign his rights away. Since then, I haven't spoken to him in 12 years. My mom went on a trip to visit my aunt in Cali about 5 years ago, and she ended up bumping into my bio father. He expressed that he wanted to know how my sister and I were doing, so they exchanged numbers. Now, my mom didn't try to have us contact him. He would just text her and ask how we were doing, and she would either tell him we were great or stuff like that. He would send her a text saying happy birthday or merry Christmas towards us, but other than that, that was the only sort of weird contact we had. She would occasionally ask if we wanted to see him and wouldn't push us when we told her no. Two years later, he completely forgets about my sister and I because he gets remarried for a third time with a woman who is very wealthy. No surprise there given that he's a gold digger and a narcissist. I wasn't bothered because I don't care for him. He lost all rights to call himself my father the moment he let his ex-wife abuse me. He never did a darn thing to stop her. He would only sit on the couch and drink beer while waiting to be deployed. He's in the Air Force. While my wicked witch of heck stepmother hurt me for accidentally spilling water. Well, fast forward to today, he calls my mom completely out of the blue. I was watching TV with her when he called. While they were talking, I asked who it was. When she said his name, my response was... W? Why the heck is he calling? Well, he heard me and went into an exploding rage, yelling at my mom and demanding why I didn't call him dad. My mom goes, because she isn't your daughter anymore. She hasn't been for 12 years. And she hung up. My grandma, bio dad's mom, called later and apologized for him. Now, I love my grandma. I have a fantastic relationship with her and she never believes half the crap her son says when it comes to my sister and I. I'm lucky to have her. Imagine seriously having the gall to abandon your kid for almost a decade and a half, especially when they were just little kids at that time, and then expecting them to call you dad all those years later when all you've done was uh, the absolute bare minimum, a happy birthday, a merry Christmas text. That's the kind of stuff you get from second cousins who you never talk to that live in a different country. Not your bio dad. Definitely not somebody you'd call father. And our final story of the day is by Frustrated Panda. How dare I get a tattoo without asking for boyfriends and his father's permission? In the past, my boyfriend and I have posted about our adventures with his wonderful mother and her beneficial inputs towards my appearance, family, and our general choices. During this, his father was supportive of us, but for reasons neither of us exactly know, he started kind of being Tom's off-brand mother. Not as horrible, but bad enough to put Tom on alert limit contact and his father's control over him. Sometime in summer I got a tattoo, small and easily concealable because half my body being a different color than the other one with messed up patches and lines totally isn't a problem. 
Pretty much the only one who had a problem with it was Tom's father, who said something like, I thought you were smart, mature, and a responsible person, but seems like you aren't. Not even Tom's mother had a problem with it for some reason. Because this is boring as crap, let's skip ahead to two months ago, when I literally on the spot in 10 nanoseconds said to myself, hey, this design looks super nice. So I'd done it without telling anybody, as well as a navel piercing. When I showed Tom, honestly to my surprise, he was kind of happy about it. He said that getting it impulsively and not giving a crap what others may think is a very me thing. That he's happy I decided for myself and that it looks great. About two to three weeks ago, we were at Tom's father's to pick some stuff up after school. I was reaching up to grab something when his father noticed the tattoo on my belly and the piercing. He said, how long have you had those? Why didn't Tom tell you not to get those? I said, a month? Tom, trying to make a joke, said, how could I with how impulsive she is? I internally facepalm. His father says, so you didn't tell anyone? Do you know how serious a decision it is? Did you even think about what others would think? I said, no, should I if it's my body? He says, yes, you should have at least asked Tom. It's not just your body now. Oh, you guys have no idea how sick it made me. 1956 wants you back, Tom's father. Tom said, actually, I don't give a crap. Yes, it's just her body. Freak off at this crap. Tom's father said, it's just that I'm so disappointed in both of you. You leave her to do what she wants and she doesn't respect you and Rhett. I say, good, now I cannot respect two people. Tom says, well, I'm freaking disappointed in you. You stood by us. You respected her. You were polite to her. You helped her. Now she did something you don't agree with and she's a disappointment to you. Freak off with that. His father says, don't speak to me like that. Think about how it'll affect her in the future. Do you think people will be able to respect her? I kind of shake my t-shirt. Tom says, do you think we'll be able to respect you? We then left. Tom had another exchange with his father through messages. There he called his father out about thinking that he can use his past support and parental role to kind of keep us in line. He also wrote his father something like, I really wish it didn't end like this. Neither does OP, but we just can't. You know how much mom hurt her? You heard it. You saw it. You're doing the same. Block. But a good thing came out of it. I think. I'm not hated by his family yet, but most importantly, according to some people, Tom's mother told his father something like, It really is her thing, but you freaked up by having a problem with it. So I guess we're back with a sequel? I have a lot of respect for Tom for just being totally upfront and honest with that and just not putting up with any of that BS as soon as it started. Very clearly, I think this father was stuck in some pretty old-fashioned ways as far as tattoos go and piercings. I think civilization as a whole has started to get a lot more accepting of those kinds of things. Maybe as recently as the 90s, early 2000s, it might still have been a real detractor. But in the last 10 years or so, I think we've really become a lot more accepting of these kinds of things, especially considering it's just somebody's expression and just what they're wanting to do with their body. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.